Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers postgame show. Joined by Dave Schofield, Steelers win 20-16 to on Thursday Night Football over the Tennessee Titans. Dave, what's going on? Well, not much, Jeff. I just, that was one that, at the very end, had me more than any of the other ones so far this season. That one was, I was, I was a little bit nervous there. Almost couldn't watch. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We have some people on, uh, I guess, it, on location. They're in uh, Acrisure Stadium. We're bringing in uh, two contributors to behind the seat. Or oh my gosh, I said behind Steel Curtain. I it's late. I'm <laughs> you tired. are tired, Jeff. Steel You're Curtain making mistakes Network. like me. <laughs> Good lord, Dave. Sorry. And let's bring in Brian Anthony Davis and. Our buddy Daniel J. What's up, guys? How's it going? Oh, it's so great to be here, fellas. The Steelers win. We are still in the stadium. They are getting ready to kick us out. So we'll be rather quick, but great win. Great night. The weather's not too bad. No rain. It was just chilly, but not too bad if you bundle. <laughs> How was the you environment there? How was the environment there at Acrisure tonight? Oh, it, it was electric, wouldn't you say, Daniel? Yeah, it was great. You know, the fans were, were into the game. The fireman Canada chant didn't start to the fourth quarter, but it finally did come. And, you know, the team did well. I, I was kind of echoing what you're saying there, Dave. I was kind of nervous at the end of the game as well. I thought the refs were going to give it to him. Jeez. The officiating was an issue. That is for sure. Um, was the crowd kind of I'm, – I'm just trying to get a feel for what you all were experiencing there. Was the crowd kind of in full support? Were they definitely throughout the game – quick to boo i mean what was it like there there was not a lot of booing there's like i'd say the second i'd probably say the second possession when they had the first the first uh three and out there were some boos here and there but a lot of the boos were for the officials the officials that, that first drive though for the titans i think there was five penalties but the fans went crazy when renegade came on it was a whole lot of fun and so, yeah, it, it was absolutely great. All right, you're getting kicked out. So, uh, yeah, we are good talking to you guys. Out. All yeah. right, take it easy, Brian. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and we'll talk for, for sure. All right, there we go. So, there was our two 
Steel Curtain Network, I guess, employees there on location in Acrisure Stadium. Good for them to there, see. There game. was three there. Yeah, there was three, but the, oh, the, big uh, the other one was all the way at the other end of the stadium <laughs> where they were. He probably didn't stay for the uh, festivities afterwards either. Uh, nonetheless, we have a lot to talk about in this game. Dave, as we always do, we start off with knee-jerk reactions. You kind of teased this a little bit, I feel, but what was your knee-jerk reaction after this game? Knee-jerk reaction is this team just kind of, it felt different. Not even just from last week, and it wasn't just about winning. It just felt different than I think even the la- of the last four games. Uh, being able to to move the ball on the first drive, get a get a first down, then get multiple first downs, and then get a touchdown, just kind of gives you that feeling that it could happen on any drive. Where in all the rest of those games, you're you're thinking. When it, when is it ever going to happen? When is it ever going to happen? So it, to me, it was a different feel for that, but that offensively, but defensively, I would say, man, does this team miss Minka Fitzpatrick? It was great to get Cam back, but they yeah. really miss Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and you know the injury to Cole Holcomb that oh, yeah. hurts as well because he's a green dot. He's a he's a guy that's getting everyone organized, and you have he and Minka both out. Uh, that's not good. I mean, you saw the Steelers defense running around like chickens with their heads cut off, but we'll get to all that. I want to talk about my knee jerk reaction. And that is, I actually thought that the offense took some steps in the right direction. Maybe the quarterback didn't Kenny Pickett missed some throws, some throws where you're just, you're just, you're watching and you're thinking, man, an NFL quarterback has to make that throw. They have to make that throw and he's missing them, but he comes up clutch again when it matters the most. And this is the same storyline. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel sustainable. That's the only thing I can't, I cannot get through this is that it's just, it's not sustainable. You cannot do this week in and week out. You play a good team. Tennessee, I don't think is a very good team. They might've found their guy in Will Levis, but the offensive line was, I mean, Every five minutes, there was a player going getting carted off or not carted off. Well, I mean, they were the having to come line. back in. There, there's no way they had enough guys left if they all couldn't come I know. back. Whew. Just absolutely crazy. The Steelers do find a way to win. We're not going to apologize for that. 20 to 16, another fourth quarter comeback win for Kenny Pickett. I think that's seven on his career. And so that's pretty remarkable. Uh, just the sheer number of it, I guess the frequency is also a little stunning too, that they have to come back that many times. Nonetheless, here we are. Let's get to these super chats before we dive into the numbers. Tom plays games or Tom Muir, as he used to be called. He gives us $5, $5, a dollar for every win. Glad Deontay Johnson finally got into the touchdown zone. George Pickens looks like his head is in the game, but his feet aren't for the second week in a row. Here we go. He's talking about George Pickens. It looked like it was going to be a picket to pickens like we played at the beginning. Oh, I had already typed it in the article. <laughs> and that then hey, he had a lot of space too. I mean, we've seen him get his feet down. I think he thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was. And this yeah. it's those brain fart plays that this team has where it, it just takes points off the board, it moves them back. It's just not good. Let's go to Tyler W. He gives us five dollars. Says Kenny and the Steelers had to have that. He can't get shown up by a rookie in his second game. Tomlin remains perfect in primetime. Great coaching job. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people, Tyler, that disagree with that sentiment. Nonetheless, you're entitled to your opinion. So let's get this next one here. Frank, 
Bennett gives us $20. He said, game Ooh. ball, Jalen Warren. Steelers offense looked sloppy and off cue. That being said, the run game took a huge step forward. Broderick Jones looked impressive. Uh, Dave, game ball to Jalen Warren. Is that where you would be going with it? Well, let's just say, if I if I was picking four to choose from to give it to, he was definitely on the list. Yeah, for sure. And Broderick Jones, any thoughts on his first time playing right tackle? Um, I thought he did a nice job. Didn't until like uh, didn't didn't like the special teams penalty I was say, until the penalty. Yikes. Yeah, because I you realize if it's list. not for that if it's not for that penalty, the Steelers hold them to a to uh, for four straight plays. They're kicking a field goal rather than punting it there at the end, and then they have to worry about seven. That penalty put the ball so far, put it at midfield. So therefore, when the Steelers got the ball, they were just at midfield. They would have been a field goal range after the after the the four and out. Well, I'm not even out the, the four down stop. Yeah. So yuck. The penalty, the, hey, that penalty was so bad that I was like, you know, he's not on the winner's list. He was on the winner's list I, and I took him off. I didn't even see it though. Did you see what it was? No, but it's just the whole situation of it. So unless it wasn't him, then yeah. maybe they got the number. Kind of wrong. like the 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 illegal offensive lineman downfield. It was it was at least four out of the five. It could call, five. Yeah, everyone yeah. but one. Uh, yeah, so that that was really on number eight for not throwing it yeah. quickly like he was supposed to. But the receivers didn't even look like they were looking. I don't know. No, anyways, let's go to Cassie. He was four ninety nine. Says Big Brosco needs to go to every game from here on out. Is he undefeated? Is he undefeated this year? Uh, oh, he's he's been undefeated for a while. Really? Iowa, after having that huge losing streak, has been on a on a winning streak as well because Big <laughs> Big Bro and Kyle were there. That's good. Make, yeah. Get him more games in. What the hell? Let's go. Let's ride yeah. the superstition. Kyle Smith gives us $10. Thank you, Kyle. He said, ugly, but encouraging. The offense moved the ball. But can we ever get a complete game? Kenny is bad early, settles in, and then either penalties or pickings ruin drives. Kenny, clutch again, though. That's kind of where we'll yeah. go with this, I'm sure, when we get to the numbers and we start talking about Kenny Pickett's game. But thank you for the tip, Kyle. Afton gives us $2. Is stoked for Johnson's touchdown. Absolutely. There were a lot yeah. of people that were rooting against him for some reason. I'm not sure why. Hey, the guy, the last time the guy caught a touchdown, Ben Roethlisberger threw it. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him to get in. It was in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. It was his last touchdown catch was in the playoffs. Anthony Manzanares, maybe gave us a dollar ninety nine. Dave, if you see something, let me know. Ooh, I'll, I'll be on the wait. He gave us another dollar ninety nine later that has a comment. Oh, okay. Let's. Uh, I'll just bring that up here. Here we go. He said the Steelers' offensive scheme looked good. Kenny Pickett was off the mark. Yes, and we will talk yeah. about Kenny Pickett. I will say that the rib injury could have had something to do with it. Could we don't know. It could. We don't know. Um, I, I could, I could tell you a lot about probably what he was feeling or maybe wasn't feeling cause he was probably numb. They probably shot it up. Uh, but ultimately if he can't make the throws, he shouldn't be out there, but we will get there. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's go to Joe BBB gives us four ninety nine. says, is it just me or did their left tackle look like he went early? Almost every passing play, but was never called one play was really egregious. No, there it was turned two out to be that were a, and there was that was a third down play, which ended mm -hmm. up being an incomplete pass, so that would, wouldn't have mattered anyways. But the officiating in this game, just yeah. like every freaking game, it seems like, is a little well, rough. A little about the left tackle specifically. I think he moved to he he kept pushing the limit as far as he could. I think it was <laughs> a little bit to. early on, and then just kept on pushing it. 
and yeah. they never called it. They he wanted to call to. everything that you could imagine in the first quarter, and then one call it. Well, and then on the final drive, TJ Watts getting tackled every single mm-hmm. pass play, and no one's. It's like in hockey when the last two minutes they just put the put the whistles away. Do you know how many times? I mean, I think every time he goes out on a on a route, DeAndre Hopkins commits offensive pass interference. Oh yeah, and yet, oh yeah, he did so much more of that contact on that play on fourth down, and yet they're gonna yet they call it on Porter. I thought Joey Porter played well. I, I thought he going did up against a crafty veteran. Not in the run good. game. Oh, he couldn't uh, bring him well. down and had to do it by the face mask. But yeah, that's not what he's out there for. No, no, he's not. <laughs> All right, let's go here with uh, Daniel H. Gives us a dollar ninety nine. Sideline Canada is the goat. Oh, here we go. <laughs> The sideline stuff. We'll talk uh, about it. I guarantee we're going to get to all of this stuff. Yeah. Strictly Hobbies gives us four ninety nine. Said I feel so exhausted after our wins. It's like getting beat up for four rounds and throwing a lucky punch in the fifth. That the fourth. I'm going to say if, if you're going back to like a ten round bout, this is like the the tenth round and you you finally yeah. get the knockout punch. It's it is exhausting. It is really no. Really they 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 took the you know. You got the knockdown in the ninth round, and then you had to try to hold off the tenth in the tenth round to not get knocked down in order yeah. to, to to not outscore yeah, your. That's opponent. a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Let's go to Andrew Palladino. Gives us five dollars tomorrow. It'll be one thousand and eighty-three days without scoring thirty or more and winning. But tonight we won, and a win is a win. Five and three. How left a lot of points out there. They did leave a lot. Of I points don't out. think that's tomorrow. I think that's today now. Because we're after midnight. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're actually <laughs> technically it's Friday. So there you go. Yeah. Today it'll be 1,083 days. Yeah, very mm-hmm. good. All right, let's go to Frank Venn. gives us five dollars. Says Matt Canada needs to coach from the sideline more often. I don't foresee him going back to the booth. No, they're not going to change that now. I don't once you make so. that yeah, move. No, it doesn't make yeah. it doesn't make much sense. Let's go to James Wright, gives us $7.99. Are those dingo dollars from down in uh, Australia. I don't know. It says it's good. I, it says that's the only yeah, <laughs> that's what when I see a, that's what I'm used to thinking. So he's a black and yellow baby. Steelers record is in the black, and the yellow is for the plentiful penalty flags. There were a lot of those at yes, actual. What's the total number, Dave? Do you have that number? I have that shortly here. The total number of penalties. Do you mean in the game or just on the Steelers? Total. Okay. Accepted penalties. Uh, thirteen. Seven on the Steelers. Six on the Titans. And there were what nine in the first quarter. Yes, nine in the first quarter. But you also got to remember, T.J. Watt got his helmet ripped off. They threw the penalty, but they declined it because he still got the sack with the no helmet. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Anthony, uh, give us another four ninety nine. Says was in stadium, and what raised my eyebrows was watching George Pickens not celebrate Deontay Johnson's touchdown and immediately ran to sit on the bench. Maybe overthinking it. I, I guarantee. I, I say this all the time. We have been burned by Antonio Brown to the point that everything a receiver does, we want to overanalyze it. I might be off there, but Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I got a text from Big Bro in the stadium after the non-touchdown catch. Yeah. And, and uh, you know what? I'm going to just – I don't want to misquote him, so I'm just going to read it. What okay. he said was he ran lazy routes – that entire series. Really? I was, I said, I couldn't see it on TV, but I'll trust you there in stadium. He said, George Pickens was running lazy routes. That's not good. 
That is not good. All right, let's get this last super chat here up on the screen before we actually get started with the breakdown. Steel Dog 88 <laughs> gives us $5. Canada called a good game. Keep him on the sideline. Kenny needs to execute better and calm down. We'll talk about that, and let's start right there with one Kenny Pickett. That's where we always start on offense. A quarterback finishes the day 19 of 30 for only 160 yards. He averaged 5.3. One touchdown, no interceptions, did not get sacked here. That's, that was surprising. He had some pressure early, but they kind of settled in. A rating of 88.2. Dave, what are your that. thoughts on Kenny Pickett? I missed that, that he didn't get sacked. Yeah. Um, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, quarterback hits for Tennessee while we're talking about it, I, too. I'm, I was going to say, was it, it was two at one point. I didn't know if they had more than that. Um, when your quarterback is hurting – and you know that he's hurting, man, great job. I know we're not to them yet on the offensive line of not letting them get to him and hit him. That's that's really big there. But I don't know if it was the ribs or whatnot. The problem was the inconsistency. The Steelers have that great drive opening everything up. Second drive, third down, George Pickens coming across. I mean, he's, he's not wide open. He's NFL open. All he's got to do is give him the ball and it's hind behind him. It's yep. not only is it a first down, it's a big play. Um, that one hurt. Then the next drive, I mean, had Calvin Austin, but I don't think he had everything on the deep ball because of the ribs, but that's just me. Because obviously he didn't get that one far enough to, to Austin. They were able to catch up. Yeah, there were just times where it was just off. But then I feel like he just settled down much more in the second half. Because um, in the second half, if I look at it, Pickett was 11 of 15. I mean, only 82 yards, but 11 of 15 and a touchdown with a quarterback rating of 108.2. So you got a little bit more of that better, but there there was just – I don't want to say that the – I don't want to make the excuse of the ribs. I really don't. But at the same time, you can't, you can't acknowledge that that might be something that could bother him early on to try to figure out. Well, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, when you find out that there's no structural damage to the bones, so that he did not crack a rib, yeah. at least it wasn't labeled that way, then I think pretty sure Mike Tomlin on Monday said he didn't have a cracked rib. That means that it's an injury to the muscles and the cartilage in between the ribs, which can be unbelievably painful, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it can be almost as bad as cracking a rib in terms of pain. And he, they did say he was wearing some type of, I don't know if it's like a flak jacket, but as a protection underneath his pads, that can have an issue. And really, anytime you're raising your arm up. So my thing was, if he's healthy enough to play, then how can we give him a crutch of saying, well, it's because of the rib injury? Like if, if the Steelers, I mean, unless Mitch Trubisky is that bad and they don't trust Mason Rudolph, which maybe that is the case, they'd rather throw out a Kenny Pickett that can't really throw the ball that great. That doesn't make much sense to me. So that tells me that he was healthy enough to play. They saw mm -hmm. enough on the walkthrough or practice on Wednesday. He just has to hit those throws. Now, I saw, and maybe I thought this was Kirk Herbstreit. This is my first time watching a Thursday night game. And the reason why is that we're normally recording our own show during the Thursday night well, game. Well, I was going to so say, I, I don't, usually don't. I have it on the TV sometimes, but I don't hear them. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in a lot. I saw on Twitter, there was some people like, man, they're just all over Levis and they're ripping uh, Pickett. And I was like, well, no, Herb Street's just being honest. Like, the dude was a college quarterback. And he's looking at it and saying, 
Pickett's just missing you gotta make these that throws. throws. You just got to make these throws. And he was brutally honest. I think that's something that Steelers fans were watching this. They needed to see. They needed to hear. The one thing I liked was that I don't think like, the issues with the offense in this game, yes, there were some brain fart calls. We'll talk about some of those. But Kenny just missed a couple throws. If he makes those throws and if George Pickens gets his feet in bounds, I don't think this game is even that close. I don't even think it comes down to that yeah. desperation drive at the end of the game by with, with Will Levis and the Titans. I will give him a pass for this game. If, one game. And, yeah, if by chance, you know, it's one of those situations where the ribs are killing him, he's going to have an extended break, come back against Green Bay. We did see some improvement, though. Like, the first drive was really well constructed, and it worked. And they were moving the ball, and they were doing it with the run and the pass. It was great to see. I, I don't know. Dave, if you were giving Kenny Pickett a grade, what would you give him? We're not going to do uh, this for all positions. I'm just curious what you think about him. B minus. Okay. For overall say, for the game. I mean, yeah. if you break it down into the halves, you know, he he gets a he gets an A in the first half and probably a D minus or a D in the first half. Just right. because of missing those key things. But I will say this. It, some people are like, "Oh, if he's not the guy. When are the Steelers going to acknowledge that he's not it after this game?" They can't draft trade or anything for a quarterback now. And do you really think Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph could be the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers? No. No, is Kenny Pickett definitely the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers? No. Not definitely. You don't get, you know, but making that decision now would be the dumbest thing ever. Make it the end of the season. Then you've got to decide, are you moving forward? You know, everyone who wants to dump Kenny Pickett now, yeah, because you want to see Mason come in, who's not even under contract next year, or anything like that. Or or, or Trubisky, who is really has a lot of people like anything but Trubisky. I get that. But the thing is, don't, don't rip on it now like, oh, the Steelers need to be moving on from Kenny Pickett. Yeah, in week 10, when they're freaking five and three. No, no, no. Yeah, no, be I, I, I agree. I think the, the question for me is, you know, how how big the sample size that we're looking for, like at what point does it get to that point where we're like, okay, this is enough? Like, that's my question. Because what has it been, Dave? 21 games? Something, somewhere think, around there. Somewhere around it's, there. It's, over, it's 20, 21. I don't know if tonight I'm, I'm pretty it sure tonight it's over 20. Yeah. It's over 20. Yeah. Who cares? But still, everyone's like, well, this is a large enough sample size. Well, maybe for you. But maybe he needs more time. I, I don't know. Like, I know he's not a young guy. He's not a super young quarterback coming out of college. He's 21 years old or anything. He's an older second-year player. But the Steelers invested a first-round draft pick in this guy. They're not getting rid of him. They're not moving on from him anytime. And it would make no sense to do it now. I mean, come on. Oh, did, did, did did you're running Teddy Pickett for 2023. End of story. I would say and 2024. Does anyone yeah. – in their right mind, think that either Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph could have pulled off the 98-yard drive that's capped off with a Deontay Johnson touchdown. I don't. Either, either really, those two quarterbacks? Really no, don't. I don't either. No, I don't. I don't. And that's why when everyone asked me leading up to the game on my Let's Ride podcast, was, oh, do you think that he'll play and should he play? If he's healthy, he plays. It's the best chance to win. He gives them the best chance to win. It's because he does have that clutch factor. You can't take that away. 
So for all the bad, there is the good, and that is the fourth quarter Kenny Pickett. We could talk about Kenny Pickett for a while. We're not going to talk about him this, that much. Let's move on. Let's talk about the running game. Oh, my gosh, the Steelers Yay! had an actual running game. Jalen Warren, 11 carries for 88 yards, an eight-yard average. That's crazy, along with 22. But Najee Harris, 16 carries, 69 yards, 25-yard long. Definitely did help the average boost up to 4.3. Did have a touchdown. Calvin Austin, two yard, two cut carries for 10 yards. A total Steelers carry it 30 times, 166 yards, five and a half yard average, and one touchdown. Dave, what did you think about the running game? That's the best it's looked for a long time. Definitely yeah. this year. Um, and yet you didn't have the one guy that 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 went for a, for 140. I don't care. I don't, that does not mean anything to me. I actually really like how they utilize the backs uh, in this game. I think that's kind of how they should look at it moving forward. It's, it's that you, you're, you're getting both involved in situations. I mean, my goodness, Jalen Warren averaged eight yards of carry, you know, but I mean, but Najee Harris had, had a, had a 25 yard run in there too. I'll be honest with you though, if that's Jalen Ward and not Najee Harris, that oh, that the gone. end of that run goes much, <laughs> much farther. You know what I'm saying? Because Najee does not have that. He's not going to break away with that one. Well, but at so. the same time, the end around where Jalen Warren on the what was it, third down, third and short, third and one, I mm -hmm. think, is is what the play call was. Jalen Warren, I was like, man, if he tries to get outside that defender and stiff arms him, he's gone. And instead he tries to run mm -hmm. through him. I don't know. We're always going to second guess these things. But no, the, the offensive line was moving some people. Uh, we'll talk about them briefly. I was kind of surprised. I'll get your take on this, Dave. In the post-game press conference with Mike Tomlin, he was asked about the Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, how are they utilizing them? And he kind of said, well, this I feel like this is the first time we got to see it. It's like, well, what do you mean it's the first time you got to see it? And I understood where he was coming from. The premise was that the Steelers haven't had consistent of, you know, consistent drives where they can actually mess with how they're going to utilize their backs. I thought it was good. I thought it was great yeah. the way that they use these two guys and that they, you know, the way that they use them was, was unique. I know a lot of people are down on Najee Harris. I think that he still does have value. Do you agree, Dave? Yeah, he does. And I mean, it doesn't matter who is out there for the first snap. It really matters who are you calling on in key moments of the game. And they were, they had both of them out there. I mean, they, they didn't shy away from it being a moment that Najee had to be out there. I just, I, I just think it really depends on what you're trying to do when you're, when you're like, what, what play you're calling and everything else. And I think that they did a nice job with it. Yeah. And again, they, they have a, was this their best rushing performance of the season? I'm trying to think um, back that they had a better game than 166 with a five and a half average. You say it was 166. I'm I'm yeah. looking at um at what they've had so far this year. Um and it's giving it's taking a minute for it to to, to okay. come up here. Okay. So they're running I, I could tell you their total running offenses. Um this season, uh, it went 41, 55, 105, 114, 87, 86, and 70. So, yeah, so their best easily. rushing easily performance was 114, and that was in a loss to the Texans. Hmm. 
So this was definitely their best. Yes, for sure. So kudos. Not just because of the numbers. Yeah, kudos to the running backs. They did a great job. Let's talk about the pass catchers here. Deontay Johnson leads the team seven catches on nine targets for 90 yards. Did have that touchdown. Jalen Warren, three catches on three targets for 25 yards. Connor Hayward, two catches for three targets for 16 yards. Allen Robinson, one for 10. Darnell Washington, one for seven. Najee Harris, two for seven. You got to go all the way down to George Pickens, two catches for negative one yards on five targets. What a weird day. You missed was. one, Jeff. Uh, who did I miss? Miles Boykin Miles had Boykin, one, for one for six. six. You're right. It's a weird day when Deontay Johnson is clearly your best option from a receiving standpoint. You have to go all the way down to Allen Robinson until you're another wide receiver finds his way, and that's one catch for 10 yards. Dave, what did you think about the pass catchers? Well, I mean, it's good to have Deontay Johnson back. I am concerned about George Pickens. Um, I didn't know, well, early on when you're when the quarterback isn't hitting the receivers, it's kind of tough. So I'm not happy with people are like they got to get George Pickens and in, more involved and oh, Katie's got to get, get better passes. But George Pickens can't just flake out like he does either. No. So you take Pickens out of it. Um, I I liked pretty much what was going on the rest of the way around, but that, that's a concern when Pickens, I mean, maybe he just doesn't like that he got that taste of being the guy. And now that Deontay's back, I he just might not be happy with it. Yeah, and that might be he might be a player that you Early in the game, you draw up a couple plays that you know are going to be open. That's going to get him the ball. It's going to kind of appease him. Not to, not to say that you have to you have to do that to be successful, but at least you get him involved, get his head in the right place. He's a young guy. Um, yeah, but I mean that everything that could go wrong with George Pickens today went wrong. You know, when yeah. you talk about not getting the feet in, just not looking like he was mentally there. I don't know, but it was good. It was a great game. I don't want that to cloud Deontay Johnson. I thought he had a fantastic game. Uh, made every catch that I felt he should, except for what well, that was the the goal line play that some people didn't count. Robbed. It didn't count because Allen Robinson with the defensive holding call gave him mm-hmm. a new set of downs. So, hey, kudos to them. I thought Connor Hayward had a good game as well when he had the opportunity. Mount Washington with a catch finally. So, uh, we saw some kept running the bootleg and it kept it kept working. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean for for the Steelers, this was a game that was kind of built around the running attack, but the pass catchers did their job. Steelers ended up throwing for 160 on 19 uh catches for 8.4 average. There you go. All right, let's talk about the offensive line there briefly, Dave. Uh we talked about Broderick Jones a little bit moving over to right tackle. Uh, what about the rest of the group? What did you think? Uh, they didn't give up a sack. There was only officially two quarterback hits. You got to remember there was another one in there where it was called for roughing, which I don't like the rule, but both both plays that were called roughing were fairly equal play. I mean, but if you call that on TJ Watt, you have to call that one on Pickett. End of story. That's, yeah. that's just what they had to do. But when it came to the offensive line, 
there were times where I was like, oh, Jalen Warren got six yards. Well, the entire offensive line had pushed five yards down the field. That's fantastic. There were times where I saw them getting pushed. Uh, I don't I don't know what it was. Um, I, I saw this, and my buddy Chris put it in the, in the live chat earlier, that uh, I saw it on Twitter. The Chooksakorafor says he was benched for something that he said on field in the Jags game. Hmm. I don't know if you had heard that or not. So I, gonna, I maybe didn't. we'll hear more about that. But uh, even though, you know, before it was, you know, Mason Cole was really struggling, he wasn't that bad tonight. He was doing okay. I, I felt – I think the reason I had more confidence in the Steelers' offense that they could get it done is I did not feel that the offensive line was a liability. I felt that they were getting the job done adequately. I agree. And what do we always say about Kenny Pickett? He needs a running game. And they they ran the ball. And so was he perfect? No. But did they give him a chance to win? Yes. And they were able to get that done. I got it. Before we take a break, we have to talk about Matt Canada and the play calling. I already said that I thought it was, it was improved. Not the best. There were still some play calls. I absolutely hated. I two of them. Two of them. I didn't like the wide. Was, it was one of them. The wide receiver screen to George Pickens down near the goal line that took forever. And it ended up losing your, I don't know if it was goal line, but it was no, no, that was one that was on that. That was on a drive. Was awful play call. Second. I think down. it was the first drive of the, well, they, they got one snap in before the end of the quarter. It was that drive. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. Fourth quarter, fourth quarter. And they got, I think I, I, they got six yards on first down. So they're sitting there at second and four. Yep. And they're like, at that point of the game, you just have to do what you have to do to move the ball. I know it's the fourth quarter. I know you want to try to get George Pickens going, but not at the cost of losing yards. And they threw that pass behind the line of scrimmage, and they lost three yards. Didn't like that. I understand what they're reasoning behind it. I wanted to say, hey, if you wanted to say second and four, we're going to Pickens here. I'd much rather them try to go to him or just just let just do the back shoulder throw on the sideline yeah. or something like that, rather than throwing to him behind the line of scrimmage. I don't mind that they decided to target him, but the other one was, man, what? First and goal at the one, you don't get it on the run with Najee. Second and goal at the one, don't try to run a freaking gadget play. The Wildcat. <laughs> I mean, whether it was the Wildcat or not, but they were trying. They were. I'm like, are they seriously going to outthink themselves and end up tying yes. this game rather than taking the lead? Yes. But the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the two that baffled me. Yeah, uh, but there was I, I was enjoying the bootlegs. I thought that was nice. I thought that was a nice mix. I still hate the second and long runs. I just cannot that that just irks me to no end. Second and ten. Here we go. Najee Honestly, I oh I prefer gosh. them. That one thing I can't stand is if you come out on first down, throw in the ball, and you get an incompletion, that that means you must go pass pass. Drives me nuts. I don't think you have to go pass pass. It just seems like more often than not they're running the ball in second and long. Like mix it up. Let's. No, I don't. I mean, to me, that's. I just don't like the mentality of as soon as you throw one first down, if you don't complete it, you must throw the next two downs. Yeah, so I, I don't like that. So there's there's right. pros and cons with that. Yeah, but if sure. you do it every time, it's too much. I agree. All right, we're going to take a quick break for only those on the audio side. If you're watching live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, we're not going anywhere. On the audio side, we'll be right back after this break.
All right, Steelers fans, we are back. We have some super chats to tend to before we talk about the defense. Let's get this thing started here. Faceless Man gives us $1.99. Says Benton and Jones, game balls, tired of Pat P getting burnt. Patrick Peterson. He's got to go in your losers list, Jeff. <laughs> not so great day. We will talk about yeah. that for sure. Uh, let's go to Kyle Smith. Gave us $2. Overlook KP had improved pocket presence. I will agree with that. I was worried about that with the ribs. Yeah, but I'll agree with yeah. that, that statement because there were times where, you know, the pocket is starting to collapse around him. He can step up. In the past, he would spin into the pressure or just take a sack, and he actually stepped up into it a couple times. Baby steps. Still steps in the right direction. Yeah. All right, let's go to Thomas Potts. He gives $1.99. How long did it take Bradshaw to be good? That was from the discussion of everything with people really going at it in the live chat about is Kenny Pickett the guy? Is he not the guy? Can it be determined at this point? Yeah. It took Bradshaw a long time. It was, yeah, for sure. Yeah. First overall pick, though, too. Uh, let's go Greg S. Gave us $10. Said, with the Cole Holcomb injury, do the Steelers play 100% Alandon and Quan in base, or do we start seeing Robinson mixed in? Also, prayers for all players, both teams who got injured. You bring it up, Greg. I don't think I brought it up that Mike Tomlin did say that Cole Holcomb suffered a serious injury. That was the way he labeled it. And since 2007, I've been listening to him talk about injuries. If Mike Tomlin says it's a serious injury, it is a season-ending injury most likely. I I imagine his season is over. Uh, I hope it's not the injury type that would mean that his career could be over. We don't know. Sometimes it looked like a knee injury. This one did I mean, friendly fire at, at that. But yeah, the, the, the worst case scenario is I think if someone like a Sean Spence who did that in preseason and missed that year and the next, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. Hmm. So and he was never right again after that, Sean Spence. So uh, yeah, and then Montrevious Adams suffered an ankle injury. The degree of that, Mike Tomlin didn't know at the time. So uh, there you go. There's the injury update. Everything else was. John Benton played well though. Keanu Benton did play in his, well in his in his place. Yeah. So we might start seeing some Mark Robinson in the lineup. Yeah. That's going to be tough. It's going to be, it's going to ask a lot of Quan Alexander because you can't have Mark Robinson and Landon Roberts on the field at the same time because that's they're two of the same. Yeah. That's just going to be a nightmare for coverage. So Quan's that guy. He was being subbed in with certain packages and he's going to have to play a heck of a lot more now, unless you're going to bring someone in, which would have to be a free agent or someone off the practice squad or something like that. So we'll see. We shall see. All right. Steel dog 88. Last one here. Did Broder did a good job swinging over on plays. He's an athletic dude. He, when it comes to pulling, he can do it. He can pull. He is fine in that regard. And honestly, his ability to play both tackles shows you, the the skill that he's going to bring throughout his rookie deal and hopefully beyond. Well, let's also not forget above the neck too. Yeah. Like he, he has the skills, but he also is capable of playing the right side and knowing what to do and understanding the scheme. And if you watch closely, he, he communicated a lot with, I guess it was James Daniels next to him. And they, you could just see these little hand motions they were doing. I can't say I saw Chooks of Core forever do that, but he probably did, and I just didn't notice it. All right, let's talk about the defense now. Start with that pass defense. Will Levis, he finishes the day 22 of 39, 262 yards, 6.7 average. He did not throw a touchdown. He had one crucial interception. 
Uh, Quan Alexander picks him off to steal the win. Was sacked four times for a rating of 66.4. In terms of quarterback hits, the Steelers had 10 quarterback hits and four sacks. They were all over Will Levis. But we are talking about the pass defense. So let's talk about the Tennessee receivers as well. Kyle Phillips, four catches for 68 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, four for 60. Chris Moore, one for 29. Uh, I had no clue how to say this dude's name. Three for 28. <laughs> Derrick Henry, three for 27. Um, and then they have oh, that's, that's the tight end, right? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Conquo. Yeah. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Um, it's so, like at 12:40 in the morning I know. <laughs> So here's here's the one thing that I want to say about the pass defense cuz the Steelers ended up with in terms of pass defenses six total. Okay, six total. Patrick Peterson had one, Joey Porter, Darius Rush, Quan Alexander, uh and Levi Wallace with two, shockingly. Look listen to those players I just named on the Tennessee receiving core in their longest catch, okay? Phillips, 24. Hopkins, 29. Moore, 29. The dude we can't pronounce, 12. Derrick Henry, 23. Nick Westbrook, 23. Traylon Burks, 21. They were getting chunk plays. They were getting a lot of chunk plays, and this has kind of been emblematic of the Steelers' defense, giving up a lot of yardage. Dave, what do you think about the pass defense? Yeah, the pass defense was missing Minka Fitzpatrick. Just making sure everything was on the on the right page. I didn't. Patrick Peterson. They they had him lined up and doing different things. There was times I saw him at safety. There was times. I'll be honest with you. I don't focus on the secondary. I, I'm I'm staring at Cam Hay- Hayward every time he's in there, um, or TJ Watt yeah. to see if he's swinging inside. But you know, there's a few times where I noticed on replay. Oh, there Peterson was. You know, like he was playing a deep cover two or something there. Um, but Peterson, I didn't think did very well. Um, it seemed like they would. It seemed like they played a completely different game on third down. The entire defense. It would be like, oh yeah, they're 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 tight on guys and everything, and oh, it's third down. Let's just play soft zone and let them complete something for twenty yards. So, yeah. it just it was too spotty. Shockingly, the only time I noticed Levi Wallace, it was never in a bad way. It was when he should have had an interception, but honestly, Hopkins did a nice job knocking it away. And when he broke up the pass where Burks got hurt on fourth down, that's the only right. time I noticed him the whole game. But uh, Joey Porter Jr. shows that he can be a fantastic corner. They even had him following Hopkins at times. Um, according, someone pointed out, was it Jerry Dulac or someone pointed that out on Twitter? I think, um, yeah, I which. See that. Yeah, which was very, which was very interesting, and uh, but you know you can still see he's a rookie. Struggled with the with the pass rush. Got got those penalties called on him, although I didn't agree with all of them. Um, so there was individually there was good and bad, but overall it just really didn't get it done, play in and play out. But that's also today's NFL. It is so hard to play, you know, to to defend the pass in today's NFL with all the rules for the offense. Yeah, I mean, you, the, the overall scheme is definitely something that a lot of people are going to question when they run yes. a lot of their zone concepts compared to man. Joey Porter, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. The dude's a player. I mean, he yeah. he brings it all. I had someone on Twitter like, man, he's got some swagger to him. I said, 
do you really think Joey Porter senior son is not going to have swagger to him? <laughs> I mean, did you, were you not alive for his time? Maybe even if he only got of- 50% of that from, you know, <laughs> coming from one parent, that's still going to be a lot. Yeah. Cause maybe the person that was messaging me on Twitter or, you know, hit me up in the mention said maybe they weren't old enough and they weren't like, cognizant of joey porter senior when he's with pittsburgh i don't know but if you were alive during that era you knew that joey porter jr was gonna have the mouth of joey porter senior i don't care what he says in press conferences on the field he talks the talk and so far he's walked the Mm -hmm. walk but patrick peterson is slowly turning into a where are we gonna put this guy that he's not a liability and darius rush um Someone said on Twitter that he blew a coverage scheme late in the game, but I didn't see that. Um, he had one. He had one. It wasn't not not as late as his dropped interception. But no, he right. was out there. It was the first time they mentioned his name. I was like, oh, that's the first time I even bet it. I even realized he was on the field, and it was and it, it was that he wasn't in the right spot. Is what it yeah. seemed like, yeah. unless it was someone else, and you didn't know. This is what I've said all along, though, when everyone's like, we need Joey Porter Jr. I was all about it, but I said, you don't bench Levi Wallace. You're still going to need him. You can't just say, like, well, we don't need this guy anymore. You're going to need all of them. You're going to have to figure out something. Like, it's, I don't know what they're going to do with Patrick Peterson. He has lost a step. It's visibly obvious. I don't. People like, put him at safety. I don't know if that's the answer either. Uh, yeah. I will say this about Minka Fitzpatrick. The fact he didn't go on IR was huge. That was I, absolutely. I put that huge. in in my article that said who the inactives were. I said Minka Fitzpatrick's name was going to be there. I'm glad it was there because he didn't go on IR, which means he should be back with in less than four games. So, yes. yeah, because right. if, if if you're going to put him on IR, you got to put him on before the game because you'd want him to be able to come back as soon as possible. You just have to avoid the Pat Fryermuth situation where they come back and then they re-aggravate the injury and now yeah. they're on IR because it's going to take. Yeah, a but I mean that was in practice. You don't even expect something like that to happen. No, you don't expect no. it, but it can. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the pass rush. We already mentioned some of those numbers. They got to Levis four times, uh, ten quarterback hits. The sacks were Alex Highsmith with two. Thank goodness, it's about time. I'm mm-hmm. waiting for this guy to kind of break through. T.J. Watt gets one of his own. Marcus Golden breaks through and gets one. Those are your four sacks. Uh, Originally, they split the one with Highsmith, and they gave half of it to Benton. He actually hit his feet first, and that's why Levis couldn't move, and then Highsmith went up high and brought him down. But then they went back and gave it all to Highsmith. But but Benton was – he was closing it up to where – the quarterback couldn't step up, and then therefore the guys on the edge could could get there and, and lay the hits. I'll tell you what, I've been waiting. Like I said, I've been waiting for Highsmith to have this game. And Watts, I mean, you watch TJ Watt. If you just watch him, like you say you watch Cam Hayward, I watch TJ Watt. Yeah. Because I'm always curious what's the opposition doing to stop him? There's times where they have a tight end chip him, a running back mm-hmm. chip him, and then he gets to the tackle. And this is why some of these. I don't know if it's pro football focused, but there's other sites that do certain stats and deep analytics. And they'll say, Oh, that Alex Highsmith gets double team more than Watt." maybe, but that doesn't mean that Watts going through three lines of defense before he actually gets attacked. That's sometimes. the thing. They talk about a double yeah. team because both players have to be engaged at the same time. Right. TJ Watt, TJ Watt 
doesn't have two guys trying to block him at once because you want to know why? I don't think it would help much no. because I think he would still get through them. They don't want TJ Watt. They don't want to have to get two guys on TJ Watt at one time. They want to make him have to run the gauntlet. He's got to he he's got to get through one to then get to the next to then get to the next and then there should be enough time for them to throw the ball. Right. You're exactly right, Jeff. So I was waiting for okay, can Highsmith finally break through on some of these one on ones? And he finally did. It was good to see it. Um, I thought the pass rush is, at times was ferocious. The problem was is that they didn't always get home, and that's what led to some of the chunk mm -hmm. plays in the back. Dave, what were your yeah. thoughts on well, that? Well, I was I was also gonna say, remember, Heisman had another sack that got nullified by a penalty. Shocker. So yeah, shocking, <laughs> shocking. Yeah, yeah, first quarter sack nullified by a penalty. Yeah. And TJ Watt got his sack without a helmet. Um so yeah, which he didn't take off himself. <laughs> Yes. So no penalty for him on that one. You know, it was so funny. I, I actually thought for a moment he got, I almost put this in knee jerk reaction because I was filling in for big bro uh, tonight. I almost put it in there that said, wow, I'm surprised they, they didn't flag Watt for having his helmet off, even though it was his opponent that forced it off. Right. Um, which was just, just because, but yeah, yeah I mean, TJ Watt, they had that was those back-to-back -back holds on that one drive. I'm like, they, they can't do anything. They can't stop him. They can only hold him. Yeah. And they started to run the ball. That definitely helped. But um, pass rush did a great job. They did yeah. a great job. All let's around. Talk about, let's talk about the run defense quickly. They run the, the Tennessee Titans go for 105, a 4.2 average, 25 carries. Derrick Henry, 17 carries for 75 yards. 4.4 average, he did score a touchdown. Tajay Spears, eight, five for 18, and the rest are like DeAndre Hopkins, one for five, Levis, one for two, Traylon Burks, one for five. So, Dave, what do you think about the run defense going up against Derrick Henry? I thought it was adequate. I thought it did the job enough. You know, Henry busted off the one, like, 15-yarder um, at one point, but there were plenty of times where they just stopped it because – to me, what they accomplished was it wasn't, all right, they're just going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry, hand the ball to Derrick Henry, hand the ball to Derrick Henry, hand for, for eight straight plays and move down the field. Because the Titans and their head coach, who I think is a good coach, is smart enough to realize if it works and the other, and he's trucking people, do it every play. He doesn't have to try to outthink it like a like a Sean McVay who could have kept running the ball and said, no, we got to mix it in the pass. They would have just run him, run him, run him, run him. And they couldn't because there was plenty of times where, now, was he falling forward? Sure. Sometimes it looks like they had him stopped and he'd still get two yards. But still, two yards, unless it's third or fourth, third and one or fourth and one, two yards is still pretty good. Yeah, the, the one thing that concerned me was when Montrevious Adams, you put in our breaking news channel that he had the ankle injury and he was out or questionable mm -hmm. to come back. Yeah, I don't think he ever did. No. And then I, was, I remember I was like, man, I read his inactive article. You're an active article, Dave. And Armand Watts was inactive. Yeah. And I was like, well, shoot. Now they're going to be shorthand, shorthanded on the defensive front. And Cam's just coming back. So, yeah, the yeah. groin is probably healed. But that doesn't mean he's in game shape and he's ready to play and log a ton of snaps. Well, he had to. And they got the job done. I loved what Mike Tomlin said after the game when he talked about Cam Hayward and said, he's a guy you need to have four hands on all the time. 
And that's true. He's handling double teams almost every single snap. So the run defense, they did the job. The defense pretty much, wouldn't you say, Dave, this is kind of who they are. They're going to give up a lot of yardage. Yeah. And the goal is to just keep them off the scoreboard or hold them the threes. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, they were trying not to let Hopkins and Henry burn them. And I yeah. think overall that philosophy, well, you know, 75 yards to Henry, but on, you know, if he'd have 75 yards on eight carries, that'd have been a whole different story. 75 yards, 17 carries. Not bad. No. Then, then Hopkins, 60 yards, four catches. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I think that was their plan. I agree. I agree. Good stuff. Let's uh, we have a couple super chats here before we go over to special teams. Uh, Anthony gave us a dollar ninety nine. Said prayers, Holcomb. Good things. Good thing we signed Mikal Walker, Michael Walker. I don't know who that he's, is. He's on the practice squad. Got it. Okay. And then Dennis Pavlak gave us uh, five dollars. Said the pigeons were on the field and we won. Go figure. Yes, the Pittsburgh that was pretty good. That was well before players got there. Big Bro said there was no pigeons that he saw when he was disappointed. Well, they were there early enough. That's fine. Yeah, bring that good juju. I'm all about it. Okay, let's talk about uh, the Stockwell special teams. Both kickers were perfect. <clears throat> Excuse me. Boswell's two for two. Nick Folk was three for three. Ryan Stonehouse kicked the hell out of the ball for the Titans. And Presley Harvin, he averaged 50 yards per kick inside the 20 was three. There were a couple of punts. I was like, ah. But Dave, what did you think about the special teams? I, especially early, I thought when Presley Harvin had room to punt, he punted on like the first one. It was like a 50 some yard punt with a negative one return. Then he had like a 62 yard punt with where the Acrisure grass did a great tap, tackling job on the second one. So I felt on the three and outs, he punted well. Um, I mean, and Boz did what Boz did overall special teams, other than the unsportsmanlike on a PAT. Um, yep. Special teams were just fine. I, I do question, and maybe I'm alone here, but I'll ask you what you think. I do question Calvin Austin the third and some of his decision making as a punt returner. Yeah, that's one thing. And I, I I said this the last one running backwards, fair catching it at the nine. Just let it go. That that has just as much chance to go in the end zone as it does to get down. Exactly. Yeah. And then sometimes he's returning it. And I'm that was the one kick. It was a it was a big kick. And Calvin Austin makes a couple guys miss. And I'm like, okay, the Steelers should be there setting up some blocks. And it literally looks like 11 on one. I'm like, where, where are the Steelers on yeah. this play? Where are the blockers setting up any type of block? The, the return units, I feel like, need some work from both the returner all the way down to the yeah. blocking schemes. So, all right. Uh, that's about it. That wraps it up. I mean, you talk about yeah. things like third down percentage. The Steelers, 500, six for 12. Good for them. Red zone, the Steelers finish. Uh, let's see, where was that? They were Dang two it, for four. Well, yeah, two for four. Two for four. Okay. You liked it to be a little bit higher, but still not bad. And they win the turnover battle. The interception by Quan Alexander was the only turnover of the game. So, Dave, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts are man, when the offense does something early, it just makes it feel like they could do it at any time. Was it more efficient? Then their two previous wins, I don't know that it, it it was overly more efficient. It just was spread out a little bit more throughout the game. So do they they, they still need to, to build on this? But now you got that mini buy, get 
get Kenny Pickett coming off the ribs, maybe get him some confidence, get George Pickens straightened out. Got to do that. And, uh, you know, before you know it, if Pat Fairmuth, what's that's what's what, two games down, two more to go for him? Or was that three games down? Oh, shoot. I can't remember when. He I'll have to go this. back and check. So, yeah. but hey, we get the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway, you know, I don't want to go into the officiating. It sucks so bad. But we get to go into this weekend. We can, I can actually sit back and watch NFL football if the officials make it a product worth watching and, and and relax because the Steelers already got their win for the weekend. So that's nice when you get on the Thursday night getting the dub. Now, if you want my thoughts on the game in and of itself, check out my Let's Ride podcast, which will run tomorrow between like 9 and 10 a.m. But, Dave, I want to ask you this. You are very similar to where I am located and all this good stuff. Were you extremely behind the live game today watching on Amazon? Not that I noticed, but I was had to but by, by when I when I do the knee-jerk reaction article, I can't stay up to date on Twitter as much. I even had the Steelers game day thing up that on YouTube it, it gives me a play early. I did not. I was I was on time, it felt like. I was probably three or four plays behind the live game. Oh, wow. My brother in Richmond was getting it faster than I was. And my dad back in Wheeling, he was getting it. I mean, I was having my dad text me updates on the final drive. I knew what was happening four plays beforehand. It was infuriating. It's not that I care like about the tweets and stuff. Yeah. But my gosh, like if you're watching live sports, like I want to watch it actually live. At least uh, you should have restarted at halftime. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not full with that. No, yeah, just got go bad. out of prime and come back in. And it's not bad better. luck with that. I'm not about to have oh. something happen. <laughs> so other than that, I mean, for me, uh, the YouTube TV this past week uh, had a bunch of buffering issues. Turns out I wasn't alone. Pro Football Talk said they had a ton of complaints about buffering. It wasn't a, connect- and a, a connectivity thing. So, so far for me, the last two weeks, streaming sucks for football. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have to stream it. Sunday, but maybe I maybe I would have wished that that was buffered. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> good point. Well, we good don't point. have to worry about that one. We now That's get to true. we get to live on this one. Yes, and we get to enjoy this for the weekend. Make sure you're keeping tabs on SteelCurtainNetwork.com for all the post game articles as well as content all over the weekend. And also make sure you're checking out our podcast platform, which is so much more than what you see here on YouTube. Or on Facebook, we have a podcast like Dave Stat Geek that ran Thursday morning. You'll have my Let's Ride on Friday morning. Uh, you'll have a bunch of great content over the weekend. Check us out wherever you get your podcast by searching Steelers or Steel Curtain Network. That's it. Steelers win five and three. I'm not going to complain about a win, not with this team, never. So, Dave, nope. thanks for staying up late with me. And uh, everyone, have a great weekend. And we will see you next week after another Steelers post-game show. Take it easy. Everybody else gets a little tight.